Well, I know it's been forever since you've all seen us. You're looking well in these uh, the years that have passed. Right, Steve? Steve, your hair's gotten grayer since last time we spoke. Yeah, you know, I think so. Actually, you know, if you actually, I'm wearing a different pair of headphones to, right now, so it does look a lot grayer, doesn't it? Or we just say people have been like what a, a year since we've been on, so yeah. time dilation. Uh, can you do? Can you do um, dreads? I think that'd be the next step. Or those? Yeah, are those culturally appropriate now? I need to check. Oh, I, I don't mind. Col- you, I, I'll you might not be able to. I could do. I could do. I could do a French braid. That you need to you gotta do cornrows, Steve. You gotta do cornrows. Oh, cornrows! There you go. Yes, that's, that's what I'm gonna go for. Exactly, cornrows. Yeah. Philosophy, motherfucker. <laughs> oh man. Um, Get some spiritual enlightenment well, from the from the ganj. Yeah. Uh, tonight, now no, we are no. going to have a um, a debate on biblical prophecy between uh, Mind of God. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. And uh, for welcome, I need to slow down sometimes. <laughs> welcome, let's welcome him to the show for the first time. Confight, how are you? Hey, doing, what's sir? up? Oh, oh, not much, man. You guys, you guys are what's up. Um, yeah, I, I I alluded to this last night, but I just want to tell you guys about four. Uh, by the way, we will be having a um, a Saturday night fight tomorrow at. Um, nine o'clock and then um, we will be taking off until the 26th so unless something comes up in the in the intermarriage we always say that we're going to take off those days but um we always wind up finding something to um dream about maybe we'll do something on christmas i don't know um but we'll right now we'll have the next four days blocked off so that you guys can enjoy your holidays and then we'll be back the day after christmas with um sort of an interesting thing we're going to do with modern day hysteria uh, we're going to start a debate on this channel and then finish it on his. So we're doing kind of a, uh, a cross thing with him. Um, I really like what he's doing on that channel. So we um, we said that we would do this with him, and I think it'll be kind of cool. So um, you can check that out. And then on that Thursday, I'll let Steve tell you who um, Dr. Protherio. Yeah, you can, you can let him know about, about him. Oh, he's a he's a very famous paleontologist. Um, anybody who's in paleological fields or science fields have probably heard of him. He's been in hangouts before. I've actually talked to him in a hangout. Very very pleasant gentleman. Um, it's it's going to be huge to have him on. Um, like I said, he's one of the, the leading experts in paleontology. So, mm-hmm. um, and then on that on that Friday we have a really good show. I think um, the the guy that owns Incels.me. That uh, this is the, the number one forum for incels will be here, and he will be having a conversation with Christy Winters. So um, it can either go really good or really bad, and I, I'm hoping that it goes really good because I think them being on completely opposite ends of the spectrum would just be a really good, um, really good conversation. Um, aside from that, we ha- coming up just to let you guys know we have Trevor Valley versus a former uh, Infowars correspondent. Um, we've got. JF, who has, and it is, yes, that JF, the French JF, who has um, really <laughs> abhorrent views on, on, on race realism. We're not going to be talking about that. Don't worry. We're not going to go into that. But he, uh, he got into a little bit of a dispute with John Perry from Stated Clearly, and John asked if we would host a debate between the two of them. And so they're going to be debating memes. And no, not those kind of memes. 
I was shocked too. There, there's another kind of meme. I, th- I think it, I think it will get into race realism. I don't see how it can't. I, I really think that when they, if they're really, if they're gonna be talking about memes, they, 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 and we're talking about genes, genes versus memes, as far as like the selfish gene and, and Richard Dawkins, then I think there's going to be some overlap there. So I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Maybe you know, do you want to know who really I think um, like just handed it to him in a race realism debate was Destiny. I was listening to that earlier today. Destiny just kind of um, handed it to him, like in a major way. So I mean, that was that was really good on, on his part. Um, uh, there was one other big debate that we had coming up. Steve, do you remember it off the top of your head? I'm, just, I'm a little scatterbrained right now. I think we got most of them. Uh... Hold on, bear with me. I know, I know, I'm missing one. All right, January. Uh, uh, we, we've got uh, Paula G up and <clears throat> SJ on the seventh, and then Bible teaches flat Earth. Maybe I did get them all. Maybe did. You got Tre- you got Tre- oh. Trevor. You mentioned that one, yeah. Yeah, Trevor. I got uh, Dan Palladino um, from the actual Flat Earth Society. He will be here. Uh, <clears throat> flat Earth Society is, of course, the official. Um, organization of flat earth and so uh one of the members one of the executive members there has agreed to come on and um talk to us so that'll be that'll be cool all right let's get into uh some biblical prophecy the way this is going to work uh we're going to let uh mind of god go first broken down into rounds uh the first two rounds will be 10 minutes so 10 minutes for mind of god 10 minutes for confight we will then go into three five-minute rebuttals uh, for each. And um, if we have time and, and there's something that still needs to be sussed out, then we can. Um, you guys can do like maybe a 10-minute dialogue between the two of you. Um, I don't know how deep we'll get into it, but we'll make that call when we, uh, when we get to that point. So um, right now I'll let you guys kind of introduce yourselves for a couple of uh, minutes and just let people know who you are, um, where they can find you, and... Um, then we'll jump into the actual time ground. So mind of God, you want to start us off? Yeah. Thanks a lot guys for having me. So, um, my channel name is uh, mind of God. I've been on, um, non sequitur once before, um, uh, debating with fight the flat earth on, um, you know, flat earth and, um, you know, had a great dialogue with him. This, uh, this talk today is, is related to that, you know, and, um, fits into, um, you know, the, the book of revelation, but, um, you know, the, the, the talk that I prepared today is more focused on Bible prophecy and times piecing together potentially what's happening in the world and correlating it uh, with this uh, very cryptic book, you know, the very last book of the Bible. Um, my religious background is, um, and I'll go into this a little bit more in my, or in my first slides, but my family is Hindu and I, I'm a, a Christian convert uh, during my undergrad years. And, um, have kind of an on on again, off again relationship with Christianity since then. But um, I'm definitely not, um, you know, a a biblical scholar in terms of, um, you know, the manuscripts and and testing the authenticity of all that. And, you know, uh, if the conversation goes to there, I'll probably learn more than I'll be able to offer. But um, I do consider myself a very practical person. And I like to see what's going on in the world and, you know, and see if there's a narrative uh, for that and potentially in the Bible and in particular, the book of revelation. Okay. And, um, Confite. Hello, I'm Confite. You can call me con 
Danny, anything? My, uh, I'm trying to start up a YouTube channel at the moment. Uh, I've been trying to do in some stuff on my major focus is on history. I want to start a series. I've been well working on a couple videos called uh, Crackpot Design, which is all about kind of weird, interesting, not starting with military vehicles, but also just weird, interesting, um, out of the box designs and how how they influence each other and how they influence kind of war and how they influence uh, society and kind of in general and kind of going on from there just as a, you know, fun thing. I'm a history major at FSU. Uh, I am an atheist. I used to be ex-Catholic and um, my channel right now is just kind of like a dumpster fire. I have like one video on uh, what is it? War crimes against Poland. The other one is me going into a Cutco interview as a furry or something. So it's, it's very interesting. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, I, I, I used to, this is a funny story. I, I actually, at one time when I was in college, when I first started college, I actually sold Cutco for like a week. I went through all the the training, you know, where they give you that that knife with the edges and you have to cut through the rope and uh do the uh the you know the demonstrations or whatever and i went to one demonstration and i was so i was so like uncomfortable i couldn't do it anymore i, I could i could not the funniest thing is anymore. those are good knives those are ankle knives they are, are very good, good. Knives, that, are that's the problem is that they're good knives with cut code Cutco is yeah. like a really shitty company, so I like oh, went in yeah. there and just literally oh, yeah. just fucked with them for like an hour, and it's a pretty entertaining <laughs> video. People liked it, but if you like that kind of stuff, I want to just trying to grow my stuff and trying to do whatever I like, you know. It's yeah, kind of weird, awesome. but it's um, fun. Cutco, ah, that's crazy. They are good knives, though. They're really good knives, and it, it really did cut through the road. There's no trick to it. No trick. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they're they're okay. sharp. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and start. Um, uh, mind of God, do you want uh, you, you have to let us know when you want your slides up because they're going to go up full screen. So um, just kind of have to yeah. let us know. Do you want to start about now or do you want to start without? If them we first? can go now, I'll go through the intro and then my first point that will cover the ten minutes, and then I'll uh, if we're okay with that. Um, so okay, yeah, yeah if we can um, throw up the title slide. That would be great. Sure. And okay. Dave, you'll just, I can't see the timer, so you'll have to uh, keep it. You'll, you'll hear a, you'll hear the uh, hallelujah sign when you've reached your time, okay? Okay. Yeah, I remember that from last night. That was awesome. Praise God. Okay. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> okay. So um, I just uh, I titled this talk, uh, Quick Tour of the Book of Revelation, and, and it will be quick just because uh, the book is very, very layered, uh, very cryptic um, in, in certain places. Uh, in my opinion, uh, on purpose, and uh, and I'm not someone who claims to have um, full knowledge of of uh, the entire book, twenty uh, some chapters. But I will give you my perspective on, um, in many ways, how it was brought uh, very much in the forefront. You know, I remember reading it uh, as a Christian in my earlier earlier years, um, in my uh, late teens, and you know, I just basically thought it was like gibberish. And then, um, and I'll walk you through the sequence of events that took me uh, to the point where I feel like it could actually be describing our reality right now, and in particular here in America for those that live here. So, for those numerology buffs, uh, shout out to RV. Um, it is the 66th book of the Bible if you do not include the Apocrypha, which I actually do believe is canon. But um, you know, uh, I, that number will come up again in this uh, presentation, and. Um, uh, if you don't mind going to the next slide, and my channel there is the the mind of God. Thank you. So, just a very quick, uh, you know, uh, background on who I am 
um, is just uh, from a personal perspective, my family is Hindu, uh, pretty much everybody. Uh, but I became a Christian, and I put that in quotes, um, and we can go into that more in, in 2000 in undergrad. Um, my sort of um, Christian um, environment, I guess, that um, fostered this conversion was being a member of Campus Crusade for Christ um, in undergrad um, for my first year, and then um, kind of um, got busy with school, uh, to be honest, and then I but I did uh, kind of reinvigorate my faith when I went to Rice, and then I was member of the grad fellowship for four years, and then I became the president uh, from 2006, 2007. That's not to boast, but it's mostly just to understand that I, I have underpinnings and roots in uh, evangelical Christianity, uh, which is practiced, you know, obviously very heavily in a city like Houston, Texas, which is where I am. And, um, you know, we, I did Bible studies. We had a Christian professor, professor lecture series which at that time I never really understood, like, what's the big deal? Like why uh, are Christian professors, you know, um, so kind of shy about, you know, sharing their faith. And, and I didn't understand the, the bigger debate that's happening of religion and science and uh, how they, in some cases, uh, for, for many people, they don't jive. And uh, to me, Flat Earth is another good um, platform for that kind of debate. But, um, you know, we had professors from Rice come and, you know, share their faith, faith and uh, a couple of them are pretty famous. Uh, we did a community outreach events. I went through a phase where I, uh, and I mentioned this when I was here on non sequitur last time, where I just, uh, honestly, I just got tired of religion, to be totally honest. I just found it kind of useless and um, the people kind of irritating, uh, especially in the Christian circle. So I wrote an ebook called I Know Why a Lot of Christians Are Annoying. I kind of uh, picked apart uh, evangelical uh, Christian theology, and um, which a lot of Protestants subscribe to. And um, I also wrote another book called Jesus Christ, who I felt was the greatest pickup artist of all time. And that went into me, um, you know, trying to view Jesus in a very different way um, through the laws of attraction, him trying to connect with people on a personal level. Um, so I've been, you know, members of church churches in the past, you know, in London and here in Houston. And um, I actually don't know how to swim, but I survived a water baptism in 2005. And um if there's any question I can't answer, I will direct people directly to God. Um, and uh, uh, I, I do have some background in uh, apologetics, um, being in a relationship with a girl who is in, involved with um, Rabbi Zacharias ministry. And um, Norman Geisler is also a very famous um, Christian apologist. So not that I you know, know all the stuff that they do, but I'm kind of familiar with their, with their world. So if we can go, go to the next slide, this is kind of the, the structure uh, of uh, the talk uh, that, I, that I'm planning to give. And so there's basically five major points, and it's uh, very much chronological um, that uh, literally brought me here to this, uh, to this debate uh, and to some of the things that I, that I believe um, uh, to be true and, and uh, that I believe may happen uh, shortly, um, in particular relevant to the people here in America. But the first and foremost, the thing that I... Um, started learning uh, this around like 2013, 14. I started kind of looking into like financial markets and the economy and started to see certain things that, you know, didn't make sense and um, didn't seem right, to be totally honest. And, uh, you know, that didn't seem fair uh, with the way things were happening with our money system and so on. And so once you do that, you know, naturally the Jews get blamed, you know, and uh, I say that kind of half jokingly, and I don't want to make this a, a Jew bashing uh, talk, but uh, I just have to give my my narrative. And um, 
you know, once a person starts looking into that, uh, obviously you will come across very extreme, potentially very extreme views. And, um, you know, I, I started uh, looking into all of it really just because my mind was very open. And uh, I came across, in particular, a couple uh, lectures by Louis Farrakhan, who's obviously a very controversial figure in the Nation of Islam. And he's very, very outspoken about uh, the Jewish people. And so uh, he, he refers to them. He referred to them in a particular lecture that I remember vividly um, by quoting the book of Revelation. And I will explain that, you know, further. And so, um, you know, I want to talk about who I feel uh, the, the real Jews of the Bible are. Uh, I want to, I will then go into reincarnation, which I believe is an extremely important topic that um, is very difficult to understand. The, the Bible is very difficult to understand anyway, but without reincarnation and understanding uh, how it's a uh, necessary um, tool to prepare those that God is conditioning for the kingdom of heaven, it becomes um, really impossible to make sense of the Bible, in my opinion. Uh, I will go into then um, Mystery Babylon, which is. Um, uh, a place that is described in the book of Revelation, and it's given two chapters, which is a pretty big chunk of, of a book. Um, and it's, uh, in my opinion, details a place, um, you know, that my feet are set on right now uh, in America. And then so in order for uh, the end times to take place, I feel that there is this notion of a one world government that needs to be established, uh, because that will be the um, mechanism for the end times narrative to be uh, orchestrated. And um, finally, that one world government will be implementing um, something called the Mark of the Beast. And uh, I will touch on that um, in, in summary. So um, I'm not sure actually how much time I have. Um, Dave, uh, Dave, can you tell us how much time he has left? Oh, okay, sorry. I'll, I'll yield that time if you don't mind. I'll, I can go into my points in my, in my other sessions, but that's, that's kind of my preamble for, for the talk. Okay. We'll, um switch over now and uh, go to confight and um same with you do you want to go ahead and start with your um, slides full screen yeah yeah uh do my slides full screen okay and uh, all right you're ready so well this is just the introduction side um basically what i'm going to be talking about is apocalypse and apocalypticism in reference to in in reference to revelation so kind of how revelation is how it was perceived in ancient times as well as how it was perceived in this time the context in which it was written and the context in which it is received now uh can we go to the next slide uh so what is apocalypticism this is kind of the point of my talk what is apocalypticism what does it have to do with revelation what is the context of the writing of revelation does that con the most important thing is does that context transfer through to today a lot of people say it does i believe that the when when the writers of revelation whoever wrote revelation wrote it more than likely did not envision something as america coming about and did not they weren't writing about america in 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 a certain sense like uh like my opponent was saying, um, but they were writing about Rome and their their grip on Judean culture and kind of Jewish the Jewish people in the area. Uh, who wrote it? We don't really know. So I'll just answer that one right now. Uh, now, why is it incorrect? I'll go into kind of 
some of the thoughts of it, that part is relatively simple. Um, and now, why is it dangerous? Uh, how can this ideology harm people? That's one of the major points I wanted to touch on. This ideology, it, it, people, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, you know, people can believe this because it doesn't harm anyone, but this ideology can harm people. It can be used to manipulate people, and I will show you exactly why. Uh, next slide, please. All right, who am I? I'm Confite, uh, history major at FSU, former uh, Catholic. I took one intro to New Testament class, so most of my information is going to be gleaned from that and some personal research. I just wanted to say, if you are going to FSU, take that class. That class is great. I am not an expert on the subject. I like to shitpost. I'm just some dude online. I have no real accolades. I I talked about crackpot design earlier. That's just trying to me to try to get my myself off my ass so I can actually fucking do stuff. So I apologize for swearing. I don't know. I don't care. All right, next slide. Are you yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Welcome, son. All right. <laughs> All right, so what is apocalypticism? So this is my definition I'm going to be using. So apocalypticism, apocalypticism is any belief that the end of humanity, the world, or any other tragedy is near, and it's mostly coming from a religious context. Uh, you've all, always heard the idea of the end is nigh, the guy standing on the street corner being like, oh, I was vindicated when the apocalypse happened, and then this has been happening for over uh, 2,000 years. And it tends to hint on some kind of prophecy or presupposition of destruction. We see this with the 2012 idea of the Mayan calendar, various other cult-like religions, and then also uh, Christianity kind of takes on this apocalyptic viewpoint. Uh, and, and almost certainly it comes from the idea of Jesus being a, a sort of Jewish apocalypticist in the early uh, first century. Uh, we go to the next slide to explain that part. So, Revelation to John. Uh, so, the first transcript was written as early as 64 BC, updated as 84 BC. That's very crucial because of the, the events between these two periods really influenced how it was written. Uh, we don't know who wrote it. Uh, traditionally, it's considered to be John who wrote it, but that's dubious and that's heavily debated. Um, so... Let's see. Uh, it's widely considered a critique of Roman culture and or a call to action against Rome for occupying Judea. This was one of the major things that we've seen in a long time. The people of Judea do not like to be occupied. There's this idea of they're very, they're very independent. And they're very, especially at this point in um, the early, early first century, they were very sick of Roman rule and they saw it as in, basically imperialism. So we have... Uh, the Beast with Seven Heads, of course, goes on the uh, Seven Hills of Rome. Mark of the Beast. The Mark of the Beast is mentioned several times, but I think it, it's more of a... It's not literal. It's a its a pun on Roman standard coinage because, you know, you have the idea of a mark can sometimes refer to a coin, plus you have the mark on the face being the face of whatever emperor at the time. And it was really a criticism of Rome's suppression of the peoples under its rule by standardizing currency. That was one of the major things. It was that and taxation that really led to the events I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, his number is 666. Uh, a lot of scholars say that points to Nero pretty much unanimously. There, I, I don't know exactly why there was... Um, it has something to do with the math and how Nero's name is spelled in Greek. 
I can't tell you why. I tried to look it up for this, but I could not. Uh, I, I'm not that well versed in why it is, but just know that a lot of biblical biblical scholars will say that it points to Nero. Um, and then it goes against a lot of pro-Gentile, anti-Jewish, Pauline narrative of the Gospels, Mark in particular. So Mark has this really interesting, most of the Gospels and the and New Testament in general has this really interesting idea of going against Judaism and being more pro-Gentile, as Paul was. Again, he and Paul talks about this in uh, a couple of his epistles where he talks about the dichotomy between the church, the church abroad and the church in Jerusalem. So there's that dichotomy of who is right. Should we allow Gentiles into this religion? Because keep in mind, at this point in time, the church really did not the church. I, I use the church, term church very clo closely because it was mostly a uh, a sect of Judaism, and it is going it is a uh, not really the church as we know it today. That doesn't come around until about the second century. But there's a lot of conflict, and we can see that. And we can see that the Pauline the or uh, Pauline theocracy kind of triumphed in that. And that's why Revelation to John is so interesting, is because it's pretty well opposed to Pauline theocracy, at least in my opinion. Now this is debated, and we can talk about that in detail. R and Ra can probably. Uh, correct me on a lot of stuff I get wrong here. I am fine with that. I am not an expert. I just enjoy this stuff. Uh, can we go to the next slide? Oop. All right, so what was happening in Judea at the time? Uh, can I get a, a time check, by the way? Uh, <clears throat> Two minutes. Hey, Dave, can you let me have my... All right. So what was going on in the time of Judea at the time of writing? You have the Jewish uprising against Rome. That was the biggest, biggest thing. So like I said before, those dates, 64 to about 84, this is why I believe it was part of a call to action almost against um, Rome because it was written a couple of years before the start of violence. And it was mostly over taxation and the Roman imperialism over Judea and the Jewish believe that they're right to self-governments, governance, I should say. Uh, it resulted in the Temple of 70 CE, and that is very crucial because we see as the book of Revelation goes on, I don't believe that it was a prophecy of apocalyptic times being later. Everyone thought they were living in the apocalypse now. And the biggest, most religious site in all of Judea being burned to the ground is pretty apocalyptic. Pretty much, and one of the reasons why uh, we have a lot, mostly, most of the religious texts today rely on Pauline epistles and are very, aren't, the church in Jerusalem was more fundamentally a Jew, like for fundamentalist Jewish um, organization. And then we have uh, Paul who really didn't meet Jesus and really butted heads with Peter over how the church should be run going out and teaching the Gentiles because it was always a Jews first, Gentiles later. And today we see a lot of the apologetics against for including the Gentiles in this. Um, one of the major reasons why I say that it's the rest of the Bible is very pro-Roman is because you have, uh, especially in Mark, you have the idea of the followers of Christ, the Jews, do not accept Jesus, but yet 
the centurion at the end of um, Jesus's life, as well as um, in Acts, you have another centurion who wanted to become part of the church, but was not um, circumcised. So that's the idea of the butting heads between should the this new budding religion, religion, quote unquote, uh, it was really more of the cult of the Nazarenes versus, well, Paul, because just everyone hates Paul for some reason. And because Paul was not in Jerusalem at this time, he was not, he was, well, he, A, he was not, he was killed by the Romans earlier than this. But uh, because of a lot of his texts were more in uh, Anatolia and in Greece, they survive, and that's what the church is based on today. Okay. All right, now um, we will start the put five minutes on the clock and start the rebuttal rounds, and we will um, go back to the mind of God. I'll wait till the. Uh, there we go. Now, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, so uh, I also want to caveat this with "Please do not shoot the messenger." I'm just uh, telling you um, what what got me here. This is not. A, I don't have a personal um, beef with. Um, Jewish people, and uh, and uh, even though I'm going to go into things related to them, I, I do believe some of them are the actual biblical Jews. We just do not have the ancestry to to know it precisely, and that has spiritual implications, which I'll go into. But if we can go to the the very next slide um, after this one, okay. So first, a uh, very important. Uh, like a necessity for the Book of Revelation to manifest is that God's people would need to be um, in a place where, uh, they need rescuing. Uh, that's the book of revelation speaks of a lot of destruction. Uh, very, very true, but it also speaks of, of a rescuing happen happening, um, not just there, but it will happen worldwide, but in a, in a concentration, uh, in a place called mystery Babylon. And then, so we need to understand first off, if the God's people, these, these quote unquote Israelites do not exist to this day, then, uh, the book of revelation cannot be fulfilled. That's just very, very clear. Yeah, it, it makes a very clear um, point that the 12 tribes will exist and um, uh, a special number of them, uh, 144,000, which are God's chosen, uh, them and, and others will be, uh, will be saved. Uh, and that is the true uh, definition of what uh, the Bible means about salvation. But so, again, I just caveat this with uh, this is not a, a Jewish bashing thing. But so the Jewish people today in Israel... Uh, are not uh, are not the uh, my my position is that they are not the biblical Jews or a majority of them. Uh, first, a lot of them will not understand what Jew means. To be to be totally honest, if you ask them, uh, it, it it is a Jew is is a person that is from the tribe of Judah, and Judah is a person is a man, uh, and he is one of the twelve tribes of Israel. And so, if you look at Abraham's offspring, uh, he had Isaac, who had Jacob, and then. Um, they had, he had 12 sons and one of the sons name is Judah. And so those are the 12 tribes. Um, if uh, a person who is an offspring of that would be considered a Jew and then, uh, who we call, uh, Jesus Christ, um, comes from that lineage. So that's why we refer to him as a Jew. Uh, even though I do believe in, um, the virgin birth, um, his mother is, is from that, that lineage. But, um, so we have to get very clear about what, um, what it means to be a Jew. Um, and uh, that's a very important thing. And so Jew, Jew people, just by the definition of the, the name itself, Jewish, they're, they're saying that they're a type of Jew. Um, and uh, they are, they are actually converts. Um, if we can go to the next slide, uh, I'll go into that a little bit deeper. Uh, 
So now we're on a hunt uh, for who the real Jews are, because if they do not exist, then um, the end times cannot manifest. And so to me, again, this is not, uh, I'm not out to, to play the race card too heavily, but uh, this is very important to understand the entire Bible, not just the book of Revelation, but uh, broadly speaking, the, the real Jews of the Bible are, are dark-skinned people. And uh, that's, that's shown in, in many places in the Bible. And then uh, there are people outside who will uh, confirm that as well. So I've put examples there. I don't necessarily uh, think it's important to go through them. But one quote that I found interesting um, that's used quite often in this type of apologetics is that the prime minister of Egypt, uh, former prime minister uh, Gamal Abdel Nasser said, the Jews will never be able to live in peace because they left their black and came back white. And so Jesus is black. Uh, I just put two verses there to support that. Um, he's described as having woolly hair and feet on defined brass. Moses was black uh, based on an interaction in, in Exodus where he puts his hand in his bosom and it comes out white or leprous and then he puts it back and then it, it comes back his natural skin color. Uh, so it's inferring that he's dark skin. There are early church members who are actually referred to as um, Niger or what we would call, you know, black uh, to this day in a derogatory way. Job was black. Uh, he explicitly stated that. And so was King Solomon. So the prophets, old, the old Testament and Jesus himself are, are dark skinned people. And that's an important fact to, to be able to, um, figure out who the, who the Jews are potentially, uh, today. We, uh, you know, the, in my, this is what got me kind of on along this trail was, uh, the modern day people in Israel to me do not fit, um, a righteous and holy people. And this is not a shot to any individual person who's Jewish, but um, their, their, their works do not, um, you know, uh, convey to me any, any form of righteousness really at all. So uh, we can go into that if we, if we need to, but um, there's also literature supporting that they were involved in the financing aspects of the, uh, of the transatlantic slave trade. So the, the ancestry test uh, is, oh, sorry, it's time. Good. All right. So we'll put uh, reset the clock and um, con fight. Whenever you're set, you can respond to a mind of God. Con fight. Oh, sorry. I muted myself. I apologize. Um, I was good? just saying, can we put up my slideshow for one second? I only have two more slides and then I can get into, and it really deals with, um, it's going to deal with uh, the, with what, what mind of God's points are. So let's get back on track uh, to the, should be slide number seven we should be on. There we go. All right. So neo-apocalypticism. So Let's go for 2,000 years, and everyone and their mother at this point has basically attempted to say whatever person in government is the Antichrist, you have Napoleon, Stalin, and whatever you know, government in power is is there is is like Babylon. So you have the United States, Great Britain, uh, and a lot of different things. This is compared to a lot. Um, the biggest argument against this ideology is just that. It's been 2,000 years, and the, I mean, even Paul said he wouldn't think that in his lifetime he would see the, he, he thought that in his lifetime the apocalypse would happen and Jesus would come back. Clearly that did not happen, and like, 
none of the apocalyptic prophecy has ever come true, even though that there has been many, many made, and you can go back to Nostradamus, and you always find the, the trope of the people in 2012 being like, oh, yeah, the Mayan calendar. Well, it just, we got the date wrong, and it's tomorrow. It's not, it doesn't make any sense, and it's just kind of a farce. Uh, can we go to the next slide? All right, so now we have um, kind of why it's dangerous. One of the biggest problems is that it's very easily manipulated to shoot whatever agenda you want. You can say, um, like this book, The Rise of Babylon, and he's talking about the end times with um, Saddam Hussein, uh, and basically using that to justify the invasion of Iraq. This was found out to be not true, and also was deeply destabilized the Middle East and deeply hurt our modern times. Um, another point of this is the evangelical, evangelical Christian voters, at least in America, is their unwavering support of Israel. Uh, Mind of God actually holds this belief when he says uh, that we must have the Jews in control of Israel. There is no real evidence to say that uh, in Revelation. I, I'm not too, too familiar with what he's trying to point out there, but it's that willful ignorance or outright condemnation of Israeli human rights or abuses or just outright condemnation of them in the name of prophecy. And then you also see the neoconservative uh, views religion and particularly fundamentalist uh, Christianity in America to say whatever they want. Right now it's against Iran and... Uh, Currently, Iran and like North Korea, and then you can also say mostly Iran because of the Iran is Islamic, and then the prophecy conveniently suits whatever conservative U.S. foreign policy wants, such as the invasion of Iraq and uh, oh, you know, Syria. Assad is is actually the Antichrist now. We got it wrong. It wasn't Saddam. So we can re you can basically insert anyone you want into the role of antichrist and just justify whatever you want to do and it just completely ignores the context in which the bible was written and its intended audience which is to say jews and people living in the first century under roman occupation not people living in this time so uh i just also wanted to go into a couple of um uh mind of god's points for one uh please don't use the king james bible for the love of god uh, the reason why is that the King James Bible is really flawed and that a lot of it is, it's made from A, old manuscripts that were uh, found to be kind of faulty because of kind of how the writing was worked, but also just the language is particularly fluffed up because of, um, like you said in some of your quotes, it was like, they use F and if a lot, and it just is obnoxious because the original Greek is already supposed to be kind of poetic and kind of sing-songy a little bit. And it's the original Greek is great, but we don't need to add all this other stuff. It's like trying to read from like Romeo. It's like trying to cite Romeo and Juliet, but you're using the emoji version of it. Like, don't do that. It's just wrong. Um, and then also, there's this weird thing. You, you, I think I'll get to this in my next part, but uh, Nasser. I don't know why you quoted Nasser for all of this, but we'll get to that. I can see my time. The whole one second you conceded. All right. <laughs> uh, go back to uh, Mind of God. 
Yeah, sorry. If you don't mind going back to that same slide, I'll just quickly um, wrap it up. Um, yeah, so the last two points quickly. Um, there's a video on my on my uh, channel if anyone wants to check it out. Um, there's a person who um, who reaffirms that <clears throat> what I believe, and I'll get into um, that uh, that the Jews are dark skin, uh, and the current uh, people in Israel are not the um, biblical Israelites. And so, just one example. There's there are quite a few of these Jewish people are Ashkenazi uh, Jews, and I'll explain in the next slide um, what uh, their potential lineage goes back to. And they are not um, Semitic is a is a term that's used to describe people who are an offspring of Shem which is one of three sons of Noah. So when someone says they're Semitic, they're kind of referring to them as being kind of Shemitic uh, people. And I'll explain that um, um, the Ashkenazi um, lineage does not fall from Shem. And so they are, they are not um, uh, of the proper lineage to be um, Israelites. And so uh, the last thing, uh, you know, this is kind of a rehash of my points earlier that there are Jewish people right now who are kind of calling out other Jewish people uh, against uh, Zionism and then their uh, oppression of the, the Palestinian people. So if we can go to the next slide, I'll quickly just show you um, pictorially what I, what I meant by the ancestry test. Um, so there's these, uh, you know, if, if one believes the flood, you know, occurred and then Noah and his three sons um, survived it, um, you know, this is the, their, their offspring. And so you can see Ashkenaz is a son of Gomer, who's a son of Japheth. And so um, Gomer and Magog, those, those, um, that, that's a human, but th those people, um, if, you, if you look up kind of the history, believed to have settled kind of in the, in the area of modern-day Turkey, uh, as well as Ashkenazi Jews are uh, typically Russian, Ukrainian, Polish in that part of the world as well. And so um, if we can go to the, the next slide. The, the issue with that is that um, the, the modern day, uh, the Jews would, would have to be from uh, Abraham's lineage. And so um, uh, an Israelite is, is like I said in, in, a, in the previous slide, um, 12 sons of Jacob. And so uh, Jacob was renamed to Israel in Genesis 32, 28. So um, to, to my opponent's point in his last um, slide was also that um, Israel is obviously the, you know, the country that, that we see today. But in the Bible, in many places, it's referring to the people first, uh, not the geographic location. And so uh, if we go to the next slide, I'll get into more detail about the characteristics of um, the modern day Jews. So this is, uh, this is Bible prophecy. This is um, what uh, the, the Jews would be described as in their condition. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 68 says that God will send them into slavery. So the Bible is very much pro-slavery and God is the one architecting it. And he is doing this to them um, for his purpose. Um, so they will they would have gone into slavery on ships. Uh, they are dark skinned, like I mentioned earlier. The female Jews will be cursed with a form of baldness, uh, according to Isaiah. Um, many will reside in this place called Mystery Babylon in the end times, according to Revelation 18.4. And I'll go into that in more detail. They will be poor, very poor, uh, dependent on others completely. Again, part of the curses in Deuteronomy 28.48. And they will be in astonishment. Like there is poverty and there's poverty everywhere. You know, I, I was born in India and I've seen poverty with my own eyes. But uh, the Bible kind of describes them in more of like an embarrassed state. So God is putting kind of um, the hammer down uh, and he's, he's punishing them in a, in a particular way. And so um, um, uh, my, my, my belief is that uh, the true Jews 
many of them are the so-called Negroes here in America. So we can go to the next slide. So in my opinion, to understand the Bible in, in general, uh, because it is very strange to, uh, and I'll be very upfront about that. And I watched the lecture last night with Aaron and, uh, you know, I was nodding my head more than I was shaking it. That there is a lot of really strange things in the Bible. To me, it's very difficult to understand unless you understand that um, we, get, we have lived past lives. Reincarnation is, is very much biblical. Um, I'll, I'll quote uh, John the Baptist as Elijah. Jesus uh, refers to John the Baptist as Elijah, and, and he prefaces that with, um, if, you, if, you, if you're able to understand it. So he knows that not everybody will receive um, that statement, that he, he calls John the Baptist Elijah. And so we, I feel that Elijah's spirit was reincarnated in John the Baptist to prepare the way for uh, Jesus Christ. Um, and so uh, another verse that uh, in, in Revelation talks about those who pierced him, who actually, you know, physically killed him on the cross, they will see him again. So their spirits will be reincarnated and they exist, I believe, um, in, in our generation right now. In my opinion, like this is a very, you know, standard biblical um, fact that Jesus Christ died and, and rose again and, and reappeared to his disciples in a, in a new body. And so that is a form of, that is a form of reincarnation. And there's an example of spirits entering into pigs. And so those spirits were in one body and then went into pigs, the form of uh, being. Okay. All right. Um, we'll go uh, with uh, the, um, you just went your second round, right? Might have got. Yes, sir. That was your that second, was five second. Minute. Okay. So this is the, the last five minutes and then we'll open it up with a discussion between the two of you where you can go back and forth and ask each other questions. Um, so that final five minutes. Whenever you're ready, conflict. All right. So uh, I talked a little bit about I, I I like briefly mentioned Nasser at the end of my text. I don't know why you're quoting him as a source for um for this idea that the Jews are black. I don't understand this because Nasser, when he was saying that, you you're taking a lot of these quotes out of context, and I feel like this is one of the major ones. Because you don't understand why Nasser is saying that. He's not saying that because he was trying to be some historian. Literally what Nasser was doing was he saw Israel as a... He was trying to delegitimize the Israeli state because he saw Israel as in the antithesis to his idea of pan-Arabism. And uh, his joining of Syria and all the Arab countries into one giant pan-Arab union. So it was in his best interest to start, but he basically is just shit-talking Israel at this point. He's not really, he doesn't actually believe that, I don't think. And even if he did actually believe that, he's not an authority at all. He doesn't know any better than we do. And that's one of the biggest things is that um, a lot of, you, you pointed out these genealogies. I don't know where you're getting these from. Much of the genealogy, at least in, and I know at least in Matthew, they work it from reverse because the Jews did not keep that great of records and neither did the Romans. That's one of the major things that people talk about Rome is like, oh, they kept great records. They kept okay records, but it was better than none at all. The Jewish people always had none at all. So why would they be tracking this poor carpenter his entire life story and all the way back. Basically, it was most people started out with the idea of, okay, Jesus is, we got to link him to David somehow. And then they just kind of justified that way through a lot of different things. I don't think that a lot of that is like actually canonical and it's actually true for whatever reason. Um, 
for you also just didn't talk on like any of the uh, points that I was making about how if you're talking about the end times and the Jews coming to Israel, why hasn't it happened yet? Who do you who what needs to happen? You're saying that you want all Jew we need we need the real Jews back in Israel to do it, and the Jew, real Jews are black people. But like, and some of your some of your points about how the Jews were black, it was like Job was black because he had boils and his flesh was literally rotting away. He wasn't black because he was uh, some kind of he wasn't black because he was a black man. There's not really that much evidence to say that Ashkenazi Jews are somehow less jewish than other jews and i understand what you're trying to do and what the point you're kind of trying to make because there is this divide within israel in israeli politics that we see of ashkenazi jews and for instance yemeni jews where ashkenazi jews like to say that they are above other ones that's kind of what was happening in the 50s uh post-world war ii and the, with the creation of the Jewish state, so that there there was there is like a, a hint of truth there because the Jews aren't monolithic. The Jews aren't a monolithic race, and that's one of the biggest things is that also they disperse. So I don't think that there's any evidence to say that they aren't descended from the original inhabitants in the original twelve tribes of Israel. I don't know the genealogies kind of are. Uh, there's nothing really to say that those genealogies are true. And you're working backwards from prophecy. This is something that even the people in the Bible did. I know there's one quote, I can't remember the exact uh, one, but basically it was talking about how um, it was a quote from Isaiah, and it was saying, oh, this prophesies Jesus' return. But when you go back and read Isaiah, it's just talking about Elijah, I believe. I believe it was Elijah they were talking about or yeah i think it was elijah i might i might be screwing i think i'm screwing that up but um but he's you're making prophecy out of nothing you're making prophecy out of not really anything substantial you're not making prophecy out of hey in two days from now the sky is gonna fall and then you can bank on that because you have to keep it vague in order to keep this narrative up you have to keep it vague in order to not look like a fraud because that's the whole point it's just that you're you have you're keeping it so vague and you're not really making specific claims where it's hard for me to even attack it sometimes because it's like well it's all very iffy and that's my time okay um we'll put up um We'll put up 15 minutes now for you guys to have a um, an open dialogue back and forth to each other. Um, since you just went, Confite, we'll let Mind of God start off with um, if he has a question for you or he wants to comment on something um, mm -hmm. that you said uh, during his time. Yeah, so Mind I, of God, whenever you're... Okay, thanks a lot. So I, I get the confusion, and trust me, I was in that boat for, for many years. I, the whole point of this is to redirect or just to put a new idea out there that potentially that whole narrative of the end times being focused in the land of Israel is God distracting uh, people who are not given insight about what's really going to happen in the end times. And the end times are going to be focused actually in America, because America is Mystery Babylon, because that is where the Jews, who I feel uh, are the Jews today, will be living. And so all that stuff in the Middle East, I'm not saying it's not important and people's lives are not affected by it. 
but when you think of when you read the word Israel in the Bible, don't immediately think of the nation that exists today and don't automatically think of Jewish people because in my opinion, many of them are not the biblical Jews. I cannot say all of them, obviously, because I don't have the records and um, I can't even say all the so-called Negroes are um, the, the true Jews. We can't say that either. Mm. But, <laughs> Did you just say, uh, I mean, this is kind of, I don't understand why the Jews have to be black people. Why do they have to be African-Americans? Why do they have to be sub-Saharan Africans? I don't understand this co- this fixation on the Jewish people, the real Jewish people are actually African-Americans. And even if they were, the, let, mm-hmm. let, let, let's, let's say that the Jews were African-Americans. Why would apocalypse take place in America when there's a higher concentration of people with dark skin in sub-Saharan Africa, why why not there? Why is God doing America? Is America somehow more important? How is where in Revelation does it say implicitly and specifically America? Because right now, all ev- all things point to Rome. It's all going back to Rome. It's not going back to America. It's not going back to whatever insert nation here. You have it's it doesn't seem to make sense. Your arguments are kind of incoherent here check this out so this is the description i tried to summarize the two chapters this is what babylon is described as and you tell me what country it would fit now so the kings of the earth have fornicated with this country to to gain their wealth it is described as a mother of harlots mother of harlots and abominations it sits upon many waters military perspective it's a melting pot of nationalities it's given its its power by the european union the people will say, I will never see sorrow. Wait, wait, uh, where, so where revelation does it say that it was in, empowered by the Soviet Union? I'm sorry for interrupting you, but... No, I said European Union. Mm. It's rising up. Uh, we can go into that if you want, but that's Revelation 17, 12. Uh, it prophesies that it'll be burned by ICBMs, which you see in the news right now. North Korea and all these countries are um, saying, you know, they're going to nuke us and all that stuff. It's going to be the main consumer of goods worldwide, which I think is the most powerful verse that describes it as modern day. Uh, America. The merchants will wail and moan saying, I got just quickly three more. Merchants will wail and moan after its nuke saying who's going to buy our stuff. It's the source of the music worldwide and it's a place where much of the killing is orchestrated worldwide. So uh, that that to me is, is, I mean, if if one were to say that the end times are now, which obviously is a big if because I don't know that, um, this would have to be America. Well, I mean, if the end times were now, you could just as easily say you could just as easily say that's China due to different ethnic peoples there and like and basically any country. But my point is that how is how is that implicitly implying America? You can very obviously say that about Rome because Rome was a one of the first very multi-ethnic communities in that area. Well, besides Alexander the Great's conquests and some of his states, but Rome was the most successful one. And you have this whole idea of that was one of the major things about Rome is that they had so many kingdoms and so many people under them that they were truly multinational. I think that's what they're talking about. And that's what they're talking about where all the music comes from. And my biggest thing is also where on earth would, why on earth would these people from the first century be, or not the first century BC, first century AD, why on earth would they be implicating what do you think that they had a vision of america right now do you think god was trying to somehow communicate through them why not just say hey 
uh, in the end times, we're all going to have McDonald's and like there's going to be McDonald's everywhere and we're going to like capitalism, baby. That's going to be the end times. And, all, and the croat, when you're talking about ICBMs, you're just talking about he's talking about unholy fire. Literally, that's been as old as time. You can just fire has been a destructive force that consumes everything since forever. I can just say. I want to cast you into the fire because I want to destroy you completely. That's what he's saying about – that's why I think it's a call to action because he's trying to get the people of Judea to call to action and to bring down the Roman Empire and the Roman imperialism of the Jewish people in the I, Judea. Not to, not to interrupt, but I would say the, the strongest point that that is not true is just that it makes a big focus on that this, this place will be the one that's consuming a majority of the goods that are produced and that that is just very obvious and it's meant but how to how did place. rome not consume the majority of the goods you have this whole idea of this is where consumerism comes from almost you could talk about how lavish herod was herod especially because he was one of the biggest he was one of the most hated people of that time and he was known for being extremely lavish and doing all these kinds of things almost to a point where you can parody him for he's almost a self parody in some respects of but, course but check Check this out. So it would not fulfill the prophecies because that was not burned and never inhabited again, which is what um, Mr. They Babylon did is. burn down the fields of Judea. They burned no, down the people's they, crops. They, they burned down the temple. It was never Except inhabited by God again. That's what he's talking about. The Romans no, went in and killed everyone. <laughs> so here, here's another. Uh, my last point is that um, not just this, but it also has to be coupled with the mark of the beast. And so without that as well, we're not in the end times. And that has definitely not happened in human history where people have been tagged and then use that tag to restrict them from commerce. So that was my final oh, point. You, you, but you think, that's, you think that's a literal tag when he's talking about commerce? Do you think that's a literal tag or is he talking about people that use Roman currency because we don't like the Romans taxing <laughs> the Romans, the Romans taxing us. Why, why I'll, I'll does that like, specifically refer to a, an actual mark on someone rather than well, yeah. a literary device to show corruption? So check this out. I'll be like absolutely hundred percent honest. I obviously um, am here telling you that this is possible. Do I know that this is going to happen? Absolutely not. Does it surprise? Do I honestly find it hard to believe? Yes, <laughs> that is going to happen. But I'm just here. I'm the messenger. I'm telling you that this is plausible because the technology is available. And I'm, I, you know, I've worked in engineering. I understand the concept of a, of a chip and, you know, the cryptos and all that stuff. So my and I'm not here to, like, you know, raise money or, or do anything. I'm strictly saying because Christians have been, in my opinion, extremely useless throughout human history. Just if this happens, maybe remember this dialogue and think you know just i'm not telling you what to do or yeah, if, whatever if this but, happens uh, i'm, I'm just, gonna go think back warning. and be like man it's just like it's just like think about it you know and it's like i think you and i would both agree and i have a feeling a lot of people on this channel would agree that the government forcing anybody to do anything forget about the commerce part or restricting from commerce and the mark of the beast and all that this prophecy says that all governments worldwide are going to force people to do something whether that that to me is I don't, I well, think you say, are you on, saying that, like, are you like an anarcho-capitalist where it's like, oh, man, the government's oppressing my right to not just go out and just kill people? Is that your point? No, I, I, what, what's no, your I'm, point? I'm telling, you, I'm telling you that the, the Bible is saying that the governments are going to be in coordination and require everybody worldwide to take a mark. And uh, to me, you don't have to be religious or um, anything to know that that is 
not our good. government can't <laughs> even work together to pass a law like like how are we going to have one world this government is the point, if people this is are the point i just made this is the point i just made a few seconds ago i find this hard to believe but to be, to be totally honest um flat earth and other things um re reaffirm to us that there is coordination worldwide and i don't want this to be a flat earth debate but uh all that stuff you know to me these are these are like um things that have led me down this trail that it is possible that this could happen because the prophecy is very specific it cannot be like one country it can't be just one because company it's possible or one city. does not mean that it, it's going to happen. I could say, you hey, know, dude, tomorrow yo, that's it's cool. possible that's that fine. it's possible tomorrow that like I could get nuked. But like, does that mean it's going to happen? Does that mean we're, it, it's going to happen tomorrow? True. And uh, if it doesn't happen, dude, I will come back on the show and publicly apologize for wasting people's time. I'm not here to like waste people's time, but I honestly uh, sympathize in a lot of ways with the dialogue on this channel that. Christians have been basically useless, honestly, and, and, and myself included throughout human history, uh, really just causing strife and being useless. But if this prophecy ends up being true and then there's implications for taking it and you haven't actually been warned in a fair way, uh, you know, in a, you know, just sober uh, so what you're saying is you're so smart and you know m much better than all of us here that there is going to be an end times and you're just trying to flaunt that around being saying I told you so you're the crier on the street corner is what you're saying. Well, I'm just I would I would say that I, I would be faced with that same decision if I'm on the earth at that time. So I'm not in a separate boat than anybody else. So I would be faced with that. Well, I mean, but what if you're Let's wrong? Just what if you're happened. just trying to well, like hey, no, if, like, like I said, if it, if it doesn't happen, if the chip doesn't come out or it comes out and it's voluntary, I, I, I'm not even kidding. I will come back on the show and, and apologize for wasting. Uh, but people hour. said like the mark of the beast was like QR codes. Like that was a big thing back in the 90s. And that totally yeah. turned out to be just a load of True. BS. True, and you, this, and it, my point is, is that you can shift the goalposts all you want. It's just because it's possible doesn't mean it's going to happen. I could say, well, you know, anything is possible. Therefore, anything will happen. Mm -hmm. Got him. But check this out. I, I just I want all of us to be actually scholarly about this verse and hold Christians accountable because it's very specific. But you're not and being scholarly not, about this. You, I'm trying to. Well, no. I'm saying, uh, check this out. This this verse, Revelation thirteen sixteen eighteen, is very bold. And in my opinion, I'm I'm all about either let's get rid of the Bible soon or let's see that it's correct. Like I don't want this. To me, this religion, all of them are just like well, wasting. It's time. not even like, referring to so, like. QR codes. If they said Mark of the Beast, they'd be like, hey, there'd be an identification tag in each individual person. The people, the writers of the Bible, it's not like God. Is your, if your, is your okay. argument that God told them to write this down and yeah. therefore they yeah. wrote it down rather than like them actually like trying to write a narrative and trying to synthesize what was going on in the region as well as criticize the people in power? No, it's got, I agree with the first part. God is doing this for sure. And I do not blame Jewish people or the government or anybody. If someone is doing this, God is doing this. And uh, we don't know why, uh, the full reason, but it's him doing it. And he doesn't want certain people to, to take it. His, his children will not take it. So that's, and I'm, and I'm out there telling people, if it, again, if it doesn't happen, I, I look bad and I, I will accept that. I'm used to looking bad, <laughs> but you know, if it does happen, I think it's it's fair for us to be out there and tell people, hey, if the government ever does force you to do anything fundamentally, forget about even putting a, a chip in your hand. That so if the government forces me like to sign up for social security or pay my taxes, that's a fundamental no, violation be, of my rights. No, it right. has to be within your body. It has to be within your body. The in the Greek, that word mark is karagma. It has to be physically. So on you're your an anti-vax. Is that what you're saying? 
No, no, no. I'm talking about this Revelation 13. I'm not talking about vaccines or anything like that. That that's a totally different discussion. I'm talking. I only care about this specific prophecy. And to be honest, I don't care about. It's not a prophecy, water. though. It's it's not a prophecy. It's a point well, about the, the critique of Roman yet. government. It's talking about how corrupt everyone was. There's a definitive line in the Bible where you can talk about. There's a heavy f fixation on tax men and people who are collect tax, tax collectors especially yo so let me let me read this let me read this you'll agree with me that this is definitely a prophecy revelation 13 16 18 and he causeth all very important both small i don't agree and great with that it's a prophecy i've read read revelation 13 16 18 i know what okay. you're talking okay. about it's not a all prophecy right, cool. i'm just i apologize for talking over you but oh, you keep saying oh it's a prophecy it's a prophecy it's a prophecy i it don't hasn't, it hasn't happened yet. show me where it makes act a prophecy has to make predictions. Show me where this is making yeah. predictions. It's predicting that all the governments will force people to take this so they cannot buy or sell. That's, that's it. Uh, that, that's, How that's is it. that not alluding to the fact that Rome was trying to get everyone on one currency? How is that not alluding to that no. fact? Because no, it's all. They're it's trying all. to say that you can't use local currency, and that was one of the biggest things that the no, Jewish the people world. did not like. It's for the whole world, man. It's not, it's not Rome. It's not America. It's not Rome was for the whole markets. world. I mean, you, do you think that talking the, the, I'm talking about India, China, Africa, everywhere, like people didn't, everywhere. Every people place. knew about India and China, but like this is a bold prophecy, man. This is huge, dude. It has massive implications. I do not want if you God's lived in if you lived in the open Roman Empire, Rome is your world. I don't understand where you're trying to say, oh, it's not Rome because you know, eh, it, it talks it about the whole world. It wasn't if that if that happened in human history, that would be everywhere that everybody was restricted from commerce from taking a chip that would withhold them it's from not, their own finances. That it, can only happen now. All right. First of all, you're, you're going from a position of the mark of the beast has to be a chip inside of you. It's not that literal. He's taught. They're well, talking about very nuanced. It's a nuanced take on taxation. It's not that complicated. Like this is this is what a lot of biblical scholars will say is that it's it's all about. A critique of Rome. That's pretty much done and dealt with. It's not a prophecy for the end times because the Jewish people believed the end times were then. And so if you see your entire civilization basically burned to the ground, raised, that's what they did to the temple. That's why they talk about fire. Then why don't you think that? Look, this is for, I'm, I don't know. That might mm. be the time. Yeah, okay. Time. All right. Um, now we'll let you guys uh, have a couple minutes to make your closing statements. Anything that you wanted to say to um, wrap things up? And uh, who did we start out for? We we'll started out with Mind of God first, so we'll start out with um, Confight. Mind of God, you, you haven't done anything with any of my points. How are you going to say, how does this prophecy that you claim specifically alludes to America? How does that not include, how does that not specifically in some way vaguely, how does that not reference Rome? How does that not reference Napoleon? How does that not reference the thousands of empires that have come and fall in this time? Because you're on this presupposition that, hey, America is the last empire. I don't think that that's a very healthy way of viewing things. I don't think that that is a very solid and logical way of viewing things. You're just saying, oh yeah, the Bible says this, so therefore I can quote mine. Like I said before, 
I told you about Nasser. You quote my Nasser. You have no idea who this man is. You have no idea the context in which that was written. And I do. And it has nothing to do with your argument. He's just talking shit because he doesn't like Israel. And he's you're, you're completely disregarding all context in order to make your point, in order to say you're quote mining, you're cherry picking, and there's no... There's no discernible point to it. There's no discernible reason. There's no discernible, even like coherent. Like I, I'm baffled. I wanted I wanted to come on here and like talk about uh, the Bible and stuff, but you're just sitting here saying, "Nah, it's America. It's it totally refers to America." And I'm saying, how does it not refer to Rome? Because the people at that time who wrote the book know about Rome. They don't know about America. So how does it not refer to Rome? And specifically, seven the seven-headed beast. How is that not the seven hills of Rome? And it's on the water. Oh, man. Rome is literally has a giant ocean in the middle of it. I don't understand where you're getting this specific point that the end times are now and the end times are upon us. How? It, it, you haven't done anything. You've just basically said it's possible, therefore... We're all going to die by a nuke tomorrow because the Bible said something about vaguely about fire. That's what I've gotten from this. Okay. Okay. And uh, well, I, yeah, sorry. I will, I will give you that. It's a, it's a quote mining reverse engineering thing. And, I, and I'm very upfront about that, that um, that's the, the step-by-step -step process that got me here um, for sure. I have not had like an experience, a spiritual encounter or DMTs or anything like that. So uh, it's, it's purely me just reading and, um, piecing together um, things. So I, I, I confess to that. But I, I, if you remember anything about this, and trust me, if you find this hard to believe, I believe it in some in, in fairly strong ways, but I also find it hard to believe that the end times, um, the rapture will occur via UFOs. So if you see a bunch of UFOs in the sky, invisible, like an Independence Day, we're at the end. And if the government ever forces you to put something in your hand, refuse. <laughs> so that that's and I cannot prove that to you. I cannot uh, eloquently or, or do anything to convince you of that until it actually happens. So I'm sitting here in, in life, seeing and waiting to see if it happens. And if it doesn't, I will not cry or be disappointed or whatever. It's just the Bible is not true then, you know. But if it does, I would, you know, implore you to consider some of the things that I've said. Okay. Well, um, thank you both for um, coming on. I'm going to pull up super chats right now. We'll knock those out. And uh, then call it a night. Super chats. Does anybody like the new beta, the the beta studio? Anybody have any thoughts on those, Steve? It sucks. I don't like it. It's useless. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Get rid of it. And okay, I actually told um, them that too. They asked for my opinion, and I gave it to them. I said it sucks. Uh, since Frito Sarabia Sarabia says, um, what? people do you feel is the modern Levite? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, there, there is speculation if you follow the Hebrew Israelites, they, they have a, a view on, on them being, I believe, the, the Haitians. But I don't, I don't subscribe to, to knowing individually with anybody with any confidence that they are from that lineage. Just like every religion will have trouble pointing out that, you know, that the popes go back to certain, um, like Peter or something. Like, we don't have the records, and in my opinion, God, again, did this on purpose. Everything in these days are spiritual. People who are truth-seeking, who are compassionate, who are all these kind of things, to me, ultimately are God's children um, or, or candidates I mean, for God's children. And that's, uh, 
you know, that, that's just the, the world that we live in. And even if you were, and the Bible would support this, even if you were from the tribe of uh, Levi or, or Judah, that doesn't automatically mean that you're in good standing with God. There are other things that have to happen. And I posted a video recently um, on my channel about who I believe will go to heaven based on the Bible, and it has nothing to do with your tribe. You know, okay. God, if God is doing all this, like, points about, uh, man, I'm trying to deceive you. I'm trying to do all this. Is God literally just, like, to Nietzsche from Warhammer? Because, like, that sounds like God is just literally a chaos God who just decides just to do whatever and yeah. doesn't even know where his machinations are going. This just no, doesn't even sound like – God just sounds like a really shitty planner, in my opinion. Oh, like, man. like, why not <laughs> no, just say it? Why is he trying to jinx uh, people? So he's got to be like what, such what, an asshole right, about it. Okay, just just right, say, right, 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 world's going to end at this time. point. Be ready. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a valid point. And, and the stuff that Aaron was bringing out last night and your, your, your issues with the Bible in general, um, I, I get it. It is confusing and it is difficult to pin it down. And the God of the Bible is extremely uh, peculiar. I mean, he puts his own son and dies a grisly death for living a perfect life. That doesn't make sense. You know, and, and I, don't, I, I understand that. that, that is, uh, that's strange. And um, why would God make us exist and, and he created us and we don't know that he exists? That's also strange. But we, we believe that he's conditioning his children for the kingdom of heaven. And then it will be uh, better than any DMT uh, experience. Just so you know, um, it's, it's Aaron. The, the, there's no, sorry, oh, Aaron. Um, I, 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 I might have screwed that up. I apologize. I, I was talking fast and I was nervous. Aaron, you can execute me tomorrow. Not to prophecy. No, I think it was, it was, going it was, it was mind of God, not you. It wasn't you. Yeah, it was mind of God. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oops, Which is fine. Sorry. I mean, you know, I, I said it too. I said it too when, until um, actually he corrected me when our first, the first podcast we did because I, I called him Aaron. And um, it's, yeah, it's he, a biblical uh, name. And, he, and, and what's funny is he was practicing <laughs> not calling him R. He was practicing yeah. not calling <laughs> yeah. him Aaron prior to that. Yeah. And yet the first thing he says, you meet one of your he's yeah, like was, a hero to me so like you meet yourself. one of your heroes and you uh you know you, this is true, true story. You know, I, I, do, I do want to call him out on him calling jesus a swindler which uh, some of his other statements i would agree with that are difficult but jesus well, is, there's no did. verse that describes jesus as, as a swindler at all uh, that's, no, that's not true it's hey, i don't think he said that there was a verse that 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 um, he just said that he was in it for the money or something like that. I mean, you don't just, want to be saying so. That's just his take. That's just his that, take that's on That's his it. hypothesis. He's not, he's not saying this verse says yeah. this. He's reading okay. between the lines and saying, all right, what would a Jewish yeah. person at this time who was Got doing it. this exact thing, who was going into the temple and whipping people, what was he doing? Exactly. Oh, he was he's probably making, He's making a, a comparison between um, people like Robert Tilton nowadays, the preachers that get up there and they have a feel-good message, and it's the Got underlying it. – the underpinning notion is that it's all about money. All right, we got two more. Sure. Uh, Fredo Serbia says, uh, what does Revelation 3, 9 mean when it says, behold, I will make them uh, of the synagogue of Satan, which they say are the Jews? <laughs> yeah, so that, that says that, um, that they will worship at the feet. And so basically there is a balance. Anybody, and, and the Bible also says, anybody who takes anybody else in captivity will be put in captivity. And so to me, there's a balance that doesn't just necessarily mean physical captivity. If I put someone in emotional captivity, financial captivity, any kind of captivity, captivity, I will not go unpunished for that, either here on earth or in the next life. And so there is a balance. And so anybody who has sent millions of uh, Negroes across the transatlantic and uh, enslaved them, there, there was obviously uh, a recompense for that. And that's what Revelation 3 and 9 is talking about. 
Why okay. why are you saying Negro? Is this 1955? Like I don't understand. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! Did you did you did you say that? I didn't even catch that. Did you really? Yeah, he said yeah, that twice I, I in this debate. I didn't call him oh, out oh, earlier. No. Like, mind of mind of God, no! You can't, yeah, no, the, the, you can't do that. The the terms the terms Negroid and Mongoloid are not really. A, I mean, they have no real meaning anymore. No, no, they, it, matter of fact, Mongoloid is not a thing that is even. I say it, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, if I say I, the I don't Jews, know why you you're using that specific word either. It makes no I, sense. I believe to them to be the Jews. I believe them. And and Kyle, you and not not to, so not you're to pick call on you. But you're going to call them a derogatory term, like that's like no, but, but semi-racist. You can pick on me. You can pick on me. That's fine. Okay. No, What's no. Going? But I, you you read a super chat a couple uh, debates ago. Why are there a lot of quote unquote black people who are flat earthers? And and you know someone asked that. And that that's a that's a if they made that observation and they noticed that that's that's you know. Well, I know a lot of white people that are what flat is, earthers too. I know far more white what people. What does that have to do with the word? Hold on, everybody. I don't think. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, guys, listen, listen. Mind of God, say he wanted to know why I read that super chat. What does that have to do with? Well, I just wanted to. I want to make a separate point you, that I believe them to be spiritual people. They they are they are, even though they're in a low condition, they are they are deeply spiritual. You already made me nervous earlier when you when they're you were doing your, your warnings about the Jews like that already <laughs> made. They're in a low condition, and I, nobody goes around ca calling people Caucasian in these. You know, I'm white, but I never heard so, anybody reference anything. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, it's, it's like a Caucasian like, guy. You cracker the it's, other it's day. Like, I, know, I just I don't I just even want know, to, I don't even know if that's a, if that's an offense like I I can't keep up I don't know if that's I don't I don't want it to be offensive now because I, I believe I believe Jesus is a so-called Negro so I wouldn't say it in an offensive way <laughs> I, it's just <laughs> a really weird word to odd. use it's like why just call it yeah, Jesus exactly. like it's like Jesus is a Negro he's from that took a that took I can't a say term. Jew I can't say Jew because you guys will think Israel like Israel now okay. which I'm trying to delineate. From that, yeah, well, I found that I'm not Jewish. Let's, let's, like, let's move. Let's move as far away from this as possible, real quick. We're gonna <laughs> read this last uh, super chat. Since Fredo Sarabia says, "Is there a, is there a place of milk and honey for Israelites, and if so, where?" Oh, I believe the kingdom Kyle, of heaven will be established best. on earth. It, it's going God, to be on earth. Yeah, go for it. Sorry, my bad. Oh, sorry. You missed the best part of that last super chat was the demon emoji, and I think he's really hitting the nail on the head when he's quoting the emoji Bible. Just saying. Oh, nice. By the way, you know, can, can I, is, can I give ahead, in mind of God is something from my personal experience when it comes to the UFO yep. things? Because yeah. okay, going back 40-plus years, my almost 50 years of experience, I heard people like you all my life when it came to the UFOs. It came from things like uh, Ken Hoven. It came from things like even even Dr. Hugh Ross advocated this. It came from Hal Lindsey and, and, you know, and things like the late great planet Earth and things of the apocalypse that were supposed to be happening. Um, guess what? None of these things ever transpired. The the thing was that, that demons had to use UFOs to get around because this was during the time coming out of the, the 50s and 60s where, you know, uh, there's a Project Blue Book and there was a hot thing on, on TV, on shows of these things. It was a societal thing. Um, mm -hmm. And people played upon this. Uh, and Agreed. And everyone that I've ever heard back in those days, I'm sure now are saying what you would say later on that they will apologize, but they're the ones people now that are not even in religion anymore. They're not, they're not believing any of this crap any longer because these, these things that were prophesized 
that 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 supposedly that there's going to be decimations of America, and nuclear war, and Holocaust, and feast and famine and pestilence. None of these things ever came about because it was all horseshit. And I I think you 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 basically don't realize that this is 2018, not 1972 any longer. Because I honestly got to tell you, man, you're saying the exact same shit I've heard all my life, and they've all it's got been- it wrong. And I think Steve, you oh, hit the nail cool. on the head because that's been said for literally two thousand years. Why hasn't like Nostradamus's prophecies come true? Why hasn't like anyone else's any other dipshit who's just like, oh yeah, you know, the world's gonna end tomorrow? How, why didn't that come so, true? Yep. You know, I saw it in so the let Bible. Me, everyone, let me everyone. Um, guys, let me read this last one because um, I want to talk about something before we close out. Um, I want to make sure we give leave enough time for that. But um, Mark Pizer says the uh, the new debate idea, mind of God versus Southern Israelite in a debate on who the modern descendants of Jews are. I don't think that, um, that Southern Israelite will, uh, will, will come back on here. Um, we, he's more than welcome to, um, but I think he was a little too, um, a little too distraught after the last one when he went on his, um, his tirade and then got porn bombed and blamed us for porn bombing him. And, um, so I, I don't know. If he'll, <laughs> we didn't even know oh, yeah. about to after the fa- well after the fact. How do we get blamed oh, yeah. for that? Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's nothing. We wouldn't do something like that. Like we we've had we have no. we make enemies on this show every single week, and we bring them back when they want to come back, and we don't when they don't. Like it, it's, it's I don't take it personal. Any of the thing that happens in these shows, I don't take personal. Like I don't, um, except for uh, a couple of exceptions. There are a few obsession, you know, exceptions of stuff that's just beyond what it should be. But for the most part, I don't take it personal. Um, I want to tell you guys, though, um, about a game we're going to start playing. And maybe it might be cool to get through, just do one round of it to see, tonight with um, these two guys and see how it, it goes. Ooh. Are you both familiar with what um, ASMR is? <laughs> is yes. No, okay. sir. No, I don't. So ASMR is a uh, – it's – the people who talk like this into their microphone and they make noises and it's supposed to like stimulate you. So I got to thinking, I was like, you know what? I have a really good idea for a game that we can all play and we're going to call it. Oh, wait, Kyle. Yes. Kyle, sorry. Can I respond to Steve's comment? If you don't mind, like third, like two seconds. Oh God. Oh. <sighs> no, only, only because we're, we're going to go down like another half an oh, hour tirade and just quick. something, something. No, like, make, it, make it quick. It's literally it 10 seconds, and, I, and I'm not here like on a PR campaign for myself, but I want to state that I'm sober-minded enough to know that what Steve said is true, that people have been doing that, and I have the potential to be, and it's not even that I'm saying that I'm right or wrong. I'm just reading what is there, and if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be bitter or make up some massage story. I'm going to be on the side of like, well, the book is bullshit then. <laughs> like, that's, I have no issues. Like, I'm not going to cry. Or, oh, or you will be in another 10 years. All right. Even less than that, probably. Yeah, that, that's sure, fine. Yeah. Cool. That's Mind fine. of God, you're just so, talking right. into the void. Like, no one's like, everyone stopped listening like okay, 10 okay, minutes okay, ago. We just want to die. <laughs> Let's relax. Let's relax. We're going to move on to something fun now, okay? And All the right. title of this game is called uh, Asthma Attack. ASMR Attack. Like Asthma Attack. And the way it's going to work is from the live chat, I'm going to ask you uh, tonight we'll do three uh, questions. I'm going to ask you three random questions and we'll take the answers in a random order. Like um, one round it'll be the fourth comment, one round it'll be the seventh comment, and we're going to build a list. So I'll have three things, three random things. And the uh, what we do then is we add ASMR to the end of whatever that word is. And we go searching in YouTube to find out if that version of ASMR exists or not. And then the panel, whoever's on the show that particular time, will take a guess 
whether it exists or not. If they get it right, they get a point. If they don't, they don't get any points. The winner, whoever has the most points, gets to then look at the other people on the panel and say, okay, you have to create this version of ASMR. Whichever ones didn't have a corresponding thing already in YouTube will have to do it live on the show. So I'd be like, Steve, make a shake and wait uh, or a shake weight ASMR. And Steve would do it live on the show for a couple seconds. So um, just to see, just to see how this is going to work, let's try it out real quick. Um, All right. Dave, can you get a, uh, a, a browser window ready and um, search for whichever, whatever list we get put together to see if uh, it exists. Um, here's the first question, everybody. And we'll take the, uh, we'll take the seventh, we'll take the seventh response. Mm. If, I if, if I was going to get stuck in an elevator for seven hours, I would definitely want to make sure I had this on me. What would you definitely have to make sure that you had on you? And start now. We'll take the seventh response. Let's see. Here we go. I hate the delay. Oh. For a second, I thought it was between you and us, and I was like, "Are we just gonna bounce around seven things in an elevator for like oh, twenty no, no, minutes?" No, 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 no. All right, there's one <laughs> personal lubricant, leg bag, fart bag. That's the three, four, five. Come on, six. A gun. Okay, so we've got a gun. That's number one. All right. Question number two. Um. What's a random question we do? Um, if uh, now my mind's stranded on Steve, ask a random question to get a to get an answer. Uh, if I could have, if I could create a completely new sexual toy, it would have to have this with it, a part of it. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, now we have to wait on the uh. The first one's going to be good, though. So, Dave, you can go ahead and be looking for if, if there's gun ASMR. <laughs> the live chat are just fucking weird. <laughs> no, just but don't, don't tell us yet. What is wrong with you people? All right. So, um, okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Relax with the right, Joker. One, I want to see the Joker AMS. Two, three. Oh, boom. There it is. All right. <laughs> Tentacles is number two. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Um okay, so in the love story, Ryan uh knew he had done wrong and rushed to the store to get these for his uh the love of his life to show how sorry he was. What did he get her? And we'll take the tenth response on this. This will be the last one. This is gonna be funny. <laughs> <laughs> these these answers are hilarious. hilarious. I like how there's just people spamming Kyle in the chat. I know you can't take me with you, but I love you all. <laughs> we we have the best live chat on the on the planet. All right, here we go. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> oh no. Nine. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. That's, uh, that's it. We, we, <laughs> oh man, this is hilarious. Tacos. Tacos is, uh, tacos is the winner on that one. So we have a gun, tentacles and tacos. Okay. So, um, Dave, you can, 
line up guns, tentacles, and tacos ASMR to see if any of those exist. But before we find out, I'm going to go around the panel. Steve, do you think that guns ASMR exists? Yeah, somebody from Texas had to make uh, ASMR okay. on that. Uh, mind of God, yeah. do you think gun ASMR exists? Yeah, we can see it. But yeah, I do. Because I can okay. see the search. Uh, Confight. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. What about tentacle ASMR, Steve? Oh, wow. That's, yeah, got to have that. That's Japanese anime. All right. Uh, mind of God? Um, yes. Confight? Uh, I'd definitely say 100% yes. I got to go with that anime hentai. Okay. And tacos ASMR, Steve? Yeah, because I know there's food ASMR things where people bite into crunchy stuff. So I would think but we're looking for specifically tacos. Okay. Well, talk, uh, yeah, sure. Why mind, not? Mind of God? I'll just say no to be different. Okay. Mm. Confine? Yeah, uh, I think, I think, well, nowadays I feel like the problem with this game is like there's like an ASMR for everything. So I'm going to say yes. Definitely tacos. <laughs> okay. Definitely right, tacos. So- We'll now switch to the screen and find out. Uh, Dave, can you show us if gun ASMR exists? Oh, by the way, it's hentai, not anime. Sorry, people. Or, you know what? They're the same fucking thing. We can start with tentacles. Anime belongs in the trash. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss off every <laughs> right, anime Dave, person on the planet. Gun, gun ASMR. Just click that first one. Let's let's hear what guns, gun gun ASMR is. Oh, thank I had you very it sounds like Lisa Smith. Numerous lawyers, all who oh, uh, declined. Skip that I ad. I, I... Sorry, Lisa. You can just click in the middle, Dave. That way, we're just gonna listen to a couple seconds of it. We don't have to. Get a thing. I don't hear anything. There we go. There's nothing to hear. I want to see them like fire the gun in the ASMR. That would be interesting. Oh, really? She's literally just handling a... Really? Yeah. It's like gun... Like... <laughs> wow. Oh, this is... Oh, this is... This how, is how many videos does this have? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. I can't read this. How many views does it have, Kyle? I can't. Uh, 56,000. Okay. <laughs> only 50,000. Oh, yeah. you know. Okay, let's go to tentacle. <laughs> let's go to tentacle wow. um, ASMR. Let's see what that's about. I feel like it'd be more depressing if that view- video had like 10 million views or something. I think we'd all just die inside. I, dude, I, I anything right. over just like click three, I'm one, surprised. I can't help that one. That we'll yeah. Skip it. Oh, I don't know. Just click in the middle, Dave. I'm going to try not to be oh, sick. Here she goes. Here she goes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> cucumber. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Yes. Let's go to Taco. I'm two for two, Let's baby. Two for two. Taco has some more. They all Taco. three exist. Oh. They're all sponsored Thank you. Thank you very much. my life what the hell have we been reduced oh, to man. see that's what gonna be, that's gonna be fun, that? <laughs> this isn't 
That was awesome. What are you talking about? The point is, <laughs> what I was doing, where where I came up with this idea. Here's here's how I came up with it. This is a true story. I was I was googling something for a thing that we were oh, doing the other God. day, and um, I just happened to think. I bet you that there is a flat Earth ASMR, and there is. There's a guy who literally draws. It's called what was it, Steve? ASMartica. Yeah, ASMartica. Yeah, kind of cool name actually. But literally, there's ASMR for everything soon. Yeah, it is flat. <laughs> of course. You never went to the moon right, either, so, right? Um, yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, indulging me on that. Um, we'll uh, we'll we'll play for real sometime soon, and um, maybe get some ideas where they don't exist. But it would have been great to hear Steve do um, shake weight ASMR. Can you just do that to, to close us out, Steve? Can you give us some shake weight ASMR? <laughs> do, I I don't have a shake weight. I don't know what would I have to make noise like. Just that? Shake something. Shake something. This video will be banned. Oh, that that couldn't have gone any better. Guys, feel free to dub in anything you want over top of what Steve was doing there. Uh, I'm never gonna let that one down. Um, it was like yeah. a squeaky shake weight too. Needed a loop. The, the, <laughs> the best thing would have been if you had your green screen up. Then they could have edited all kind of uh, all kind of shit behind I, you. That could be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have two. I have two. This is like this is like Kyle on Saturday. Can someone please edit Steve? Except it's with um the the sandwiches they use, like when they edit in porn, just like two sandwiches in his hand. It used to be my my thing on Saturdays. Now I spend it um with uh with Mind of God's people talking about flat Earth. I would much rather have two dicks in my hand. So um we'll leave you on that. Um thank you for uh thank you for joining us. We Love each and every one of you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, almost. Uh, we are so close to our our, our goal all year, which is twenty thousand people by uh, Christmas. We are uh, about less than two hundred away, so we can make it happen. Um, appreciate you guys supporting us. We have the best viewers um, on YouTube, hands down, and um, every one of you guys are amazing. So thank you for being so cool. We'll do a. Uh, we have a private hangout tomorrow, Steve. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow? four Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll see you guys at four Eastern tomorrow. I'll be on with uh, Mr. Atheist Jimmy. Um, at, we'll be back doing our show. It's not at homies anymore, but we will be um, tackling uh, two specific topics and uh, videos um, tomorrow at seven. And then we'll see you back at uh, fight uh, Friday night fights at nine o'clock. And um, until then, you guys take care and have a great evening. Oh, Kyle. One thing: Are we, is there an after show yeah. today? There's no, it's already midnight. It's already midnight. Was the after show. Darn. Yeah. I wanted to stay up to like yeah. 4 a.m. Killing me. Oh, fuck you. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Non sequitur. Your facts are uncoordinated.